All right. I got a confession to make, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a tough one. I don't know how I'm going to say this, but I got to come out and just say it. I got to be honest. I was at the Travis Scott concert called Astro World. This shit was wild, man. I watched a bum light an ambulance on fire. I watched firefighters at the scene went to put out the fucking fire on the, on the fucking ambulance, but some kids replaced the water hoses with 151 rum, and the kids all chanted, Get lit! Get lit! Get lit! It was fucking crazy, because they definitely got lit. All night, all right, you know what I'm saying? The police on the scene went to rescue paramedics while giving CPR to these paramedics that were down to revive them. One of the crowd members stole their gun, badge, and the keys to the cop car. This shit was wild. Welcome to the weekend show, ladies and gentlemen. Weekend show with Medium J. Now, I'll admit I was in the back. Nigga was in the back. You know what I'm saying? I was in the back. I couldn't afford the upfront and closed personal seats, right? I was in the nosebleeds, if you will. It was a big concert. Couldn't really see much. But then, as the festivities started and the fires rose up, I started seeing more and more. I seen everything. I visualized everything. Now, uh, the first things first, Travis Scott started off the show personally holding up the AR-15 from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. He was just holding it up for like about 15 to 20 minutes. He was just kind of, it's like, I, I got this signed by Kyle. He, that's what he said. He's like, I got this shit, shit lit, bro. It was pretty fucking, it was pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of jealous. Uh, yeah, and he, he held that assault rifle and chanted rage, rage, rage for like 15 minutes or something. It was kind of weird. And I, I specifically remember looking around and everybody was in those giant hordes like the zombies in I Am Legend when Will Smith goes looking for Sam, his little dog. You know, he's just, he goes into that weird warehouse and the, and the zombies are... That's what it looked like in the Travis... All the fans were just rage, rage, rage. And, and, and the, the shit was so crazy because somehow they all had auto-tune. Every single one of the members had... Or the members of Astral World, the fan base, somehow was equipped with auto tune. There's like a mic in the crowd or something. I guess, I guess we're being recorded or something for uh, Scott's pleasure. It was crazy. And then after about like 15 minutes of that, he just Travis Scott just comes up and tosses the fucking rifle into the crowd and goes right into sicko mode. And fuck man, that was it was a banger. Sicko Mode was, it was a good song. It was crazy. This show was bonkers, right? I was the furthest in the back. Nigga was in the back. I turned to the wall. I turned to see the walls, and the walls are slowly closing in. Like, the barricades are slowly compressing inwards. And it, and it got to this about the size of, like, a football field. And this show was wild because we, like, we had, like, 50,000 people at that concert. The venue held 15,000, 50,000. But it moved into about 50,000, you know. It was like a small football field with about fan, uh, high school fans. Like, enough for, for that. Maybe maybe 15,000 could fit in, 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 in there, but it was 50,000. 
people all together. So Travis Scott had to, he had to dwindle the numbers a little bit. He had to diminish the lives at his show. And, and it just shit was absolutely batshit crazy, man. I mean, it was bananas, boys. Ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to say it. It was like, I couldn't imagine what would get worse than this. People started dropping in from helicopters from the sky. You know, they started dropping like planes like it was Warzone or Fortnite. You know, they dropped in with fully kitted military gear. And dude, we're talking fucking the armor, the guns. You know, we're talking scopes on the guns, lasers, that night vision goggles, ATVs, Humvees, Sentry turrets, RCXDs. We're, we're talking, you know, fucking, they had the whole fucking, they were ready for battle. It was, it was a battle at this point. And then I seen at one point Travis Scott yelled out, Release the hounds! And he did it in a German accent, which was weird. He said, Release the hounds! It was fucking crazy, right? Because I didn't know German I didn't know Travis was had a little German in him. But these he, these dogs were he just released a bunch of dogs and they were rapid dogs. Viciously ran through the crowd. I think they had rabies. The dogs were foaming at the mouth. And he started chewing up the ankles of concert goers. It was fucking incredible. And 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 fucking sure enough, you know some of the soldiers were doing in the dogs. It it got wild. I didn't know. I couldn't even fathom what was going on. At one point, members of the Taliban got on stage and fired RPGs into the crowd. People thought it was a T-shirt cannon at one point, and they're like, "Hit me! Hit me!" <laughs> Blown up blown to smithereens it was unbelievable it was unbelievable i couldn't believe what was going on with my own two eyes i was still safe in the back right i was safe but at this point i'm starting to worry i'm starting to get a little a little hesitant you know if you will i watched travis hit a button he just hit a button on his fucking detonator he's a dude and deadly nerve gas released into this into the fucking crowd. I just filled up the crowd with this biochemical gas. I'm not even sure what it was. It just filled the lungs of everyone, including me. And I was like, <sighs> I was having hyperventilation. I couldn't breathe. The gas got all the way to the back. It hit everybody. We were all fucking on the floor screaming. Every single concert goer was like screaming. Like, what the fuck? We're, we thought we were all going to die. We all looked at each other like, yeah, this is the last. This is the last... This last little bit of oxygen we have till the till our lungs filled up. And you know, the only reason that there were survivors in this moment is because right when that right when we seen our final breath and we thought we were going to die, and we saw the little light at the end of the tunnel, Travis immediately jumped into performing Antidote, his chart topping debut single. Now I'll admit I was kind of pissed off when he released the deadly poison gas, but when he dropped into the auto-tune saying, don't you open up that window, don't you let out the antidote, I instantly forgave him. I mean, like, come on, man. This song's so good. This song's fucking so dope. It was, it was a banger. It's a banger, you know what I'm saying? All deaths aside, that show is fucking lit. This show's lit because it sounded so good. It sounded exactly like you hear on... On, on your fucking Spotify playlist, you know, don't you open up? I was dancing. It was a vibe because all of a sudden, 
the gas in our lungs just dissipated. It was, it was the antidote was his music. It was he put us in danger, but then he saved us. What a guy! What a good guy! And uh, you know, once we hit about fifty percent death capacity, straight up. Travis started doing Fortnite dancing emotes. He just started dancing for all the children. I was like, you know, he's doing something for the children here. You know, the 12-year-olds and under. He just started doing Fortnite dances, you know. But a couple of the 12-year-olds were being hauled off into a medivac helicopter. And uh, the scariest thing is, while they, they were flying to safety, you know, they were off, out of the crowd, out of the danger. Scott said, hold up, wait, is that a, med- a medivac helicopter right there? Is that an ambulance helicopter? That's what he said. Hit a button on his fucking detonator again. Instantly, the fucking ambulance, uh, flying ambulance, blows up fucking to smithereens. Uh, no, I highly doubt there were survivors. It was just crumbling, and, and the debris fell into the audience. And, you know, he, he, he rigged the... the medivac helicopter with C4 Travis hit it in the chopper he says Travis Scott gets on microphone and says no one leaves this show till it's over now that would have been a really ominous statement if it didn't come from that gay auto-tune voice that he had still pre-built into the the microphone, it's like, no one leaves this show till it's over. That's what it sounded like. It sounded, kind of sounded weird. Not going to lie. It kind of, it, it, it lightened up the mood a little bit. We're still in it. You know, and then he drops right into Goosebumps, right? And I ain't going to lie. Goosebumps is my shit. Goosebumps is my song, bro. That's my favorite Travis Scott song. I was there to hear, and I was like, yes, he played it. He played Goosebumps, right? I was fucking lit. I was dancing. You know, I completely forgot about the death and destruction. I was like, bodies and eh. bodies, schmodies, right? By death, schmeth, right? Death, a couple of people were jabbing each other with meth needles around the concert. But, I mean, I was good. I was in the back, you know what I'm saying? But we were safe. A little bit, yeah, a little bit in danger, but I like it. I like a little bit of danger aspect to it, right? And when Travis said, oh, no, I can't fuck with y'all. When I'm with my squad, we can't do no wrong. That's when, like, the Taliban and the and the, and the ex-military cops, you know, they started raising, raising their guns and, and chanting, we can't do no wrong. We can't do no wrong, right? And I admit, man, like, he can't, he, can't, he really can't do no wrong, man. Travis Scott. Top top level, he's the top performer, I think, man. I was like, dude, this is this is wild, man. And I, I was having fun. We were all having fun. The crowd was back into it. He lost us with the gas. Got us back with the antidote. He lost us with you know the the, the blowing up of the the children in the medivac. Got us back with goosebumps. Let's go. And, and Kendrick Lamar came out that came out that song right came out that motherfucker in a full juggernaut suit of armor like we're talking like for those who don't know juggernaut suit of armor juggernaut's like completely bulletproof helmet bulletproof uh, armor uh impenetrable flammable inflammable uh destruction it's indestructible armor that you could just walk around and you can get shot. You can get riddled with bullets. You can't get shot. And he had, Kendrick Lamar had dual uh, machine gun turrets on both hands. You know, it was like a mech suit almost. He was like, uh, 
one of those robots in uh in uh uh that blue movie you know i'm trying i'm stumped on that what's that movie uh uh one of those halo games or something he's just like in this mech suit but it was like the juggernaut armor with the machine guns held and he was just started bursting and sweeping into the crowd with like his fucking two machine guns just <laughs> screams could be heard from a miles away right this is ridiculous right Kendrick Lamar and to be honest Kendrick Lamar on point He's on point with his shots. He don't miss. He cleared up. He's seen a couple of people twitching. I guess the the rigor mortis effect where their bodies were convulsing. So he just ended up shooting them till they stopped moving. It was ridiculous. Like it was a brr, brr, brr. and uh, Travis's phone started ringing at that time. And then, and then you know the song was over. Tra- Kendrick Lamar overstayed his welcome, and he just kept. He just started firing the last few clips of his. Uh, 400 round uh, magazine into the into the into the air to just evade any any uh, anti any air support that that the, the the people have called in. He just fired it into the crowd into the air 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 crowded space. It was a crowded space. You couldn't even call in a UAV at that point. It was so crowded. But uh, yeah, Travis Scott's phone started ringing at this point, right? And once again, he stops the show. He says, stop, stop, stop the show. My phone's ringing, right? He says, stop the show, stop the show. He says, my phone's ringing, right? And, and, and this time, the crowd was a little bit worried and hesitant. They, they started getting into the defensive stance. They got really low, got their arms up, and they started to duck and cover, you know, bob and weave. The music stopped, and, and his phone's still ringing. Everything is complete silence. You can only hear the phone ringing. He says, you know, I'm in the middle of my set, guys. Does any beautiful lady want to answer my phone? Any beautiful young women? Anybody in the crowd can pick up my phone. That's what he said. Suddenly, hundreds of girlfriends, all of the girls that, you know, my girlfriend, she ran up on the stage, you know, came running to try to hold on to Travis's phone and answer it and maybe possibly go through some sort of you know lucrative text messages or some maybe maybe there's a dick pic on his phone that's what they thought i think i don't know i'm not too sure women you know bitches love to do that shit love to go through a nigga's phone right so you know hundreds of these bitches just start flocking to the stage and it, it was crazy right because i seen travis scott right he tossed his own phone backwards like it was a like it was a uh bouquet at a wedding you know astro world's own tosses his phone in the back like uh like a bouquet and then he immediately gets lifted up into uh into this platform and and to be honest i was having like suspension of disbelief because i couldn't i couldn't believe this platform i don't know didn't see this platform it didn't have a fucking it was just suspended in midair with nothing it's just there was like no base there was nothing on the sides of it there was nothing on top of it it was just a plat it was a circle disc hovering and it hovered up and then travis scott hovered up into safety and in a big dome titanium dome bubble went right over him and it was completely soundproof completely bulletproof it was completely flammable inflammable it was it was safe he was completely safe 
And, and the, the women still trying to rush to get the phone. And they all started piling up on each other. And then, you know, you couldn't hear nothing. Just the and the phone was still ringing, right? And the lucky girl that got the phone in the middle of the huge pileup, it was like a football game pileup. Like, it was fucking ridiculous. He's, he's a lot of crushed limbs and, and broken ribs. The crowd goes silent. You can still hear that phone, and you can hear a pin drop. And the phone, and the girl that got the lucky girl at the bottom, hit that button, clicked it, and said, Hello? Instant explosion, right? Fire evaporated every one of those chicks in the pileup. Instantly ashes. Travis comes out of the bubble and emerges in a costume change. It was fucking crazy. He's brand new costume. I was like, damn, man, that was quick. And immediately drops into his chart-topping smash hit. Pick up the phone. And I was like, god damn, he brought us back. He brought us back. And I was lit, man. Pick up the phone. And it was it was it was fucking clever too at that it was clever theatrics, right? I ain't gonna lie, it was pretty fucking lit. It was pretty straight up. It was lit. Uh so fucking hype. It was so hype, man. It was fucking it was nice because then Young Thug came out, right? And Young Thug Young Thug always likes to do a big man. I'll admit that that guy does it huge, right? This guy came out on it. 11 million dollar Neiman Marcus limited edition fighter bike, right? And pulled off a ramp. I didn't even know what the ramp was. The ramp was just just retracted from the platform and it just it just fucking uh, he was uh, fucking young thug was doing wheelies and and burnouts and spinouts and he's just kind of moving his bike around and a lot of smoke was coming out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've seen crowd surfing before i've seen stage dives i've seen people in wheelchairs getting us you know lifted with their wheelchair you know i've seen people hopping off those lights seeing people like dive from stories into the crowd but i have never seen an artist pull off of a ramp in a super bike going full speed he, he said i think at one point young thug said I have the whole speedometer. I bought the whole speedometer, and I'm going to use the whole speedometer. And he just sped off. i never seen an artist drive it on top of the heads of unsuspecting fans. Dude, Young Thug was doing wheelies in that motherfucker on top of the head. People were like, man, did you get did you get the wheel marks? People, people were flexing on Instagram like days later, like I got the wheel marks still on, on my head from the, from the wheelie that Young Thug popped on me. It was crazy. I seen him do a backflip too off of that ramp. He did a backflip. It was the wildest shit. I was, I was tempted to get blessed with the motocross. This is an eleven million dollar bike, man. The, the fucking tire marks must be worth something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was fucking crazy, right? And then Travis releases the baby. Now this is crazy, cause we thought the baby was gone. We thought he was canceled. We're like, what? what at this point in time at this point in time it was the controversy you guys all know already it's if you checked out previous podcasts i mentioned this he just opens up a cage and the baby comes out and he just immediately he doesn't he doesn't even fucking he doesn't even linger about it he doesn't beat around the bush he just starts shooting the crowd while yelling homophobic slurs claiming he's going to kill every faggot with aids that's what he said that's what he said and and to be honest man 
The wild thing was the baby didn't and wasn't even scheduled to perform there. He wasn't on the ticket. He wasn't on the fucking manifest. We were looking at the thing. People were going like, the baby shouldn't even be here, right? I don't even think that nigga got paid, right? He just did that shit pro bono. Now, a couple of other, you know, survivors and I dug a few holes and we rolled out barbed wire because essentially at this point, it was getting wild and we and we wanted to stay. We could have left. The doors were always open for us to leave, but the fucking concert was getting... We, we know that this concert ain't over. We're halfway there, baby. We got to fucking... You know, he just dropped a baby and said, that's just a little side thing, you know? So we know there's still, he still has his hits to perform, right? Still has a lot more hits, right? Travis got hits for days, bro. We wanted to stay. So me and a couple survivors, we banded together and essentially created these trenches. And now a lot of rappers, they talk about trenches, coming out the trenches, coming out the war zone, the hoods, and they do. But I don't think rappers really truly get it because Travis Scotty, actually sends his fans into the trenches he actually sends the trenches into the he brings the trenches to the concerts you know what i'm saying because we had we had we had to dig trenches we had to build up a base and we had food rations and med kits as well as a couple of nurses patching up the wounded soldiers that would crawl back behind the friendly lines we had uh we had jerry rigged one of the stolen uh quads and we were picking up uh the, the, the survivors and bringing them back to base and patching them up and sending them back into the fight. We had uh, we had stolen uh, one of the uh, one of the RCXDs and we'd just be sending we'd be sending food off of off to other bases and establishing a, a connection. We we're establishing you know uh, establishing some sort of a guided community. You know, our base was small, but it was tight. It was tight-knit. We moved as a unit. We rescued the fallen allies. We fleed the enemies fighting alongside Scott. We were also building zip lines, right? We, we got, we got a, a, a system of zip lines that we could zip in and out because we, we learned from our first lesson, when Travis yells rage, you got to get to the high ground because we lost. We lost a guy named Terry the first time. Rage and then every Travis Scott just started releasing animals, at least like mongooses, wild snakes, and just you know, a bunch of like buffalo. Uh, this is like a stamp, it was a stampede to be honest. Just animals running through the crowd, trampling everybody. A couple of elephants and rhinos, too, were there. It was wild, but we learned our lesson. So when he says rage, we get to high ground, right. Now, when Travis says, is lit, that's when we phone in our firefighter because that's when the napalm strikes start. Uh, when Scott says, straight up, don't look up because that's when the artillery hits. The artillery strikes hit. The shells from the sky start raining down. And if you look up, it's too late. You got to get you got to duck and cover into the trenches. Um, when. uh when Kylie Jenner's boyfriend screams, all right, that's when signal, that's the signal to move all everyone to the right. You got to move all your fucking bases to the right. Leave, leave, leave the people that can't move behind because instantly everyone on the left side of the crowd gets mowed down. He had that. And then it's kind of like the red light, green light, uh, little girl in, uh, the squid games. Uh, the machine auto, it's like a, almost like an auto aim machine 
that can detect movement on a, on a certain side. And, and he, but it was him in his, in his big mouth, his big mouth, it opened up and just started firing. It was automatically firing everybody on this side of the line, you know, on the left side of the line. It was, it was actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was scared at the same time. I was like, man, he is, he is a showman. He, he's putting on a, sh- this reminded me of, uh, what I watched on Netflix earlier that year, right? Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, we had intel. We we had some sort of intelligence on this because uh, we had this kid named Frankie. He was a scrawny, frail, pale, nothing nothing much to look at kid, right? Kind of he had glasses, kind of a little bit of acne in the face. He was, didn't look like much, but for but what lacked in his physicality, he made up for in his knowledge and his understanding. Because about the demeanor, Travis Scott. Frankie grew up in Houston, Texas. His whole life, he was fully aware of the entire music scene in that area. He knew the, he knew the underground artists. He knew the up-and-comers. And he knew the fame-riddled superstars. Little Frankie was... At Travis's first concert. Back in these days, there were only like two or three deaths per show. You know, he learned the ropes. He studied it. He studied his enemy. He studied our enemy. He recognized the mistakes of the fallen and he recognized the mistakes of Travis. He knew the signals and the cues. He, he was a lifesaver. He prevented a lot of casualties on our side uh, in this battle. And, uh, but all the training, all the preparation for weeks in those trenches that we stayed, I mean, that concert went on for days and it led to weeks, but we were so, so hungry and we were so in a constant fight or flight mentality that we couldn't, we couldn't really guarantee it might've been weeks. It might've been months. It could have been hours. We, we don't know. It was, it was just, it all hit us all at once. Right. I remember sleeping at least a fortnight, but uh, all of those, all of the studying little Frankie had, uh, studying the land and studying the the trenches, could not compare us, or no, could not prepare us for what was about to happen next. I'm going to get into that right when I get into this, right after I get into this ad, ladies and gentlemen, we got an ad for you guys, so, ladies, are you, or ladies and gentlemen, and non-gender specific people. Are you tired of being trampled when you're going to your favorite artist's concert? Are you fed up with the total lack of responsibility by the venue and the promoters when things go wrong? Are you sick of dying every time you want to see a live show? Do you want to leave a show alive? You know, a live show alive. Call Cash Leaders, you know, we're the artists. Cash leaders, bitch. We're the artists. We're the labels, the business, the promos, the producers, executives, the venue builders. We do the setup, directors, script writers, actors, managers. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, by the way. This is just a little flex. I don't mean to name drop people. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, stunt double. I was a stunt double. I also was personal coach, right? There's literally nothing we can't do. Here, cash leaders, bitch. Cash leaders, bitch. 
we also guarantee that there's you know there's literally nothing we can't do including killing you at our concerts we don't do that you know that's our cash back guarantee coined the term cash back by the way it's trademarked if you die at our show instant refund it's cash leaders bitch now book us now you know what I'm saying? Music available on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you find your music. You know what I'm saying? Now let's get back into this podcast now. Now, Lil Frankie was worried, right? Lil Frankie, he had the knowledge. He has the wisdom. He had the expertise in understanding. He had the intelligence that we needed. But he was afraid. He was scared. In his infinite wisdom and inside information on the, on the man we shall not name, He could not prepare for what was going to happen. Drake enters the stage. Now, I'm I'm into theatrics. I'm into watch. I, when I was a kid, I watched WWE. We know that there's a lot of stage you know, things that you think are real might not be real, but Drake really entered that stage that day. And and for the people that you know they don't know what a hell in a cell is. I'll explain it. Hell in a Cell is a cage match between two wrestlers, right? The cage match uh, is, you know, you, you can exit the cage with these doors, but the doors ultimately are, like, wired shut or, like, chained shut, and it's trapping the, them in. So it's pretty much like a fight to whoever wins, and then they open up the cage when the winner is decided. Now imagine that. But for 50, imagine a cage for 50,000 fans, right? This cage closed in on all of us. We lost our base. We, we, we lost our, our, our med, medical staff, like 30% of our medical staff. We lost a whole lot of our equipment. We lost 50% of our equipment. We lost dozens of men that were fighting alongside us just because the, the, the cage came down and crushed almost everything and everyone in in, in, unrelentlessly, you know, relentlessly or unrelentlessly, it doesn't matter. Either way, the people are gone. Uh, Frankie was losing his mind at this point, and uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be the guy to out Frankie, but Frankie pissed himself. I'll lay that out there right there. He pissed himself because the white spot on his. In his groin area, he was, he was scared. He was scared. He was terrified. Right? He never expected Drake to come out of this, out of this, uh, you know, out because Drake wasn't there the previous times. So uh, yeah, but Drake starts off, you know, or no, well before that, I remember because he, he was so scared. Right? Frankie was so scared. Little Frankie. He went to go kill himself. He went to go pull the gun, put a gun to his head. And he went to go pull the trigger, and I knocked it out of his hands. I, I, I pulled him aside. I said, get a grip, man. Drake's here. Look me in the eyes. Stay alive. You know? Look alive. That's why I said. Look alive. Look alive. And he's like, okay. And he got back into it. He kind of got squirrely for a second, but he got right back into it. Because then Drake started performing energy, right? And the fans and the crowd, you know, the crowded cage, they started to stretch and they started to warm up. They started to loosen up because energy, you know, we're waiting for what's next, right? And luckily that song was okay. For the three minutes, it was a warm up. It was like a break in the, in, in, in the music. 
And uh, as, as Drake end, ends the song, he drops right into his hit single, Hotline Bling. And I don't know when that Hotline Bling, whilst somehow in a beekeeper suit, he, you know, he got in, I don't know, I didn't even see him change into, he just instantly dropped, like, like the, the, the blink of, a, of an eye, he dropped into a beekeeper suit, and he releases hundreds of thousands of bees. These are killer African bees, by the way. And about 90% of the entire world's population of African bees into that single venue. He just releases. Luckily, we were in a cage, right? So I'm thinking, sitting back on, like, okay, the bees are going to escape out of the cage, right? And that's what they went to do. The bees naturally went to fly out of the cages until a single giant beehive emerges from the center of the stage, drops down into the cage, into the middle of the Astral World cage zone in the shape of a golden microphone. You know, it's a golden beehive microphone. Now, I, I forgot to mention Drake had gold too. Like it was, it matched Drake's golden beekeeper suit, and he had diamond nipples. You know what I'm saying? And he would rub them occasionally. He had diamond. It was pretty fun. I ain't gonna lie. The bees were 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 bad, but. The fucking cool beekeeper suit, like it was, it was pretty lit, and he had one of those Daft Punk, uh, like, I guess robotic, uh, like, teleprompter uh, things on his mask, and it said, "Be careful." That's what it read. Be careful. It's pun. Drake's kind of funny when he wants to be, right? It's it's pretty fucking funny. It was pretty cool. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like I was kind of, I'm not a really big Drake fan, but I'm like, you know what, man, give it up for Drake, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Drake. But yeah, the bees came out and, and they went to go and then they, they came in and saw the queen bee and the queen bee was named Rihanna, right? Drake was saying this, bellowing the information out like this queen sits upon her throne. Her name? Rihanna. You know, he was saying that all in that reverb, echo, delay, auto-tuned effect. Still had the same <coughs> microphone as Travis Scott, right? I'm sorry, this is this is so hard for me to relive, right? And 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 it made it so fucking, it made it so weird and ominous. Like, like we were kind of like playful at the beginning, but now the the bees got angry. The bees were very mad because they thought that we were attacking the beehive and the queen bee Rihanna subsequently. So the bees started treating the audience like a threat to their national security. They began stinging the fuck out of everybody. Everybody got stung. And we, I got stung. I got stung everywhere. Right, I just healed from the stings. Frankie got the worst of it though. A little Frankie got swollen all over. His eyes were completely shut. He couldn't see at all. He was, uh... He was down, man down. I ran up over to him and held him close and yelled, fucking bees, man, fucking bees. Frankie, you okay? Frankie, can you hear me? And and, and Frankie looked at me and he, he held me back. He held me by my neck and, and I could feel, feel his grip loosening. You know, I could feel him struggling to hold on to me, hold me back. And he whispered, I'm allergic to, <clears throat> I'm allergic to, I go, Frankie, take your time, take your time, just slowly, what are you, what, what are you allergic to? I'm allergic to African, I'm allergic to African 
slowly, but just he just fainted. He he passed out from the bee stings. He couldn't he couldn't handle that. But I knew what he was trying to say. I think we all know what he was trying to say. And I can't believe it, man. Frankie was allergic to African Americans. I snapped his neck immediately. I just go, fucking hell, man. You think you know a guy, right? You think you know a motherfucker. Turn, come to find out he's a fucking neo-Nazi? The, the, I just... In, now I am at this rate. I am where Travis Scott wants me to be. I am in a rage. I am raging. I was in a blind rage. I ran up. You know, I kept the front lines. I, I kept it up. And, you know, in this newfound rage that I had, a lot of slicing and dicing. I had, I must have murdered hundreds of giant bees and dozens of people that got in my way. Because I picked off a diamond cut sword from a samurai in a full suit of armor. Now, Drake, I, I, I picked out this guy, this samurai, because Drake called out. And, and, and I'm only quoting Drake because Drake pointed to the samurai and said, he's the new kill leader. And then, like, the armor came down onto him with a sword, you know. And I, I'm only quoting Drake. I mean, I killed the kill leader. And I'm not bragging or anything, but it's his words, not mine. So if I killed the kill leader, then that means, you know, means I might be the kill leader, right? But as the swarm got denser, the closer I got to this, the main stage, I got to the Queen Rihanna. I got closer and closer to Queen Rihanna. But the swarm was ridiculous. I couldn't tell B from man. I, I was I was getting my I was getting sore in my mind. You know, my mind was strong, but my body was weak. My, I couldn't see, you know, I was getting sore and my mind was gone. I was tired talking to myself. I was delusional. I, I seen bees that look like men and I seen men that look like bees. At one point I couldn't tell man from bee. It was a bee man or a man bee. I Man, I couldn't believe. It, it was horrible. I had blurred visions, and I couldn't tell if my my men on the front lines. I couldn't tell them anything. They they said Jeff's gone feral. You know, Medium J's gone feral. He's feral. He's he's a man. He's a man of the bees. He's one with the bees. I, I, I didn't understand what was going on. I. Bees started talking. The bees bit me in the ears, swelled up my ears, and, and they started buzzing. And bzz, 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 I started speaking in bee code. I learned the bee language. I, I, I looked up and I said, I started to question God. I, and just as I questioned God, God came down with an answer. Dropped from the top of the stage was a light. The top of the stage was a light. This light shined bright bright like a diamond chris brown dressed up in a bumblebee onesie came running in and he was full sprinting we're talking sprint sprinting like marathon level like olympic athlete level sprints he's going and he jumped on the center platform and immediately started beating off all the women in the stage and started punching and throwing hooks to the women. And, and he, he cleared out the stage and, and the, man, the male survivors got on stage and we were safe for a little bit. It was clear, completely clear on the center stage. 
Travis again. Travis Scott was was up in the high rise on on top of the on on top of the thing, and he 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 had actually wings too. So he was kind of flying around, but he would he would hover in a, in the corner of the cage, kind of going like yeah. Yeah, because it was total destruction, by the way. Total, because you got to remember, the bees were one thing, but there were still military people fighting. There was still, um, uh, what did I say? The dogs were still on the loose. The, the, the animals from the stampede were still roaming. They were kind of carelessly roaming away. Elephants were still stomping people. It was oh, and uh, the gas. I mean, the gas dissipated, but it was still kind of like the linger of like a pepper spray effect. So we could, which ultimately riled up the bees even more. But yeah, Travis Scott was like flapping his wings like yeah, and then he would he'd occasionally hover back because he was still in his safety bubble, still around his safety titanium bubble. Uh, but yeah. Chris Brown gets on stage, grabs the golden beehive in the shape of a microphone, and immediately starts decking Rihanna in the face, just constantly, just just beating the shit out of Rihanna. He threw hooks that would make Mike Tyson proud. He was throwing lefts, right, left, right, left, right. At one point, elbows, 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 and he and he and he was like, it, he 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 beat Rihanna to death, right? And once Rihanna was dead, and and this this was insane. To, 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 I mean, it was insane, violent. I mean, we were all kind of violent, but this was like, it's, it made everybody just drop their weapons, drop their, you know, pickaxes, you know, and, and, and crowbars and machine guns and, 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 and nuclear devices. It just dropped it and we watched Rihanna just getting her face bashed in. Rihanna, the, the, the bee, getting her little bee brains beaten to pulp from fucking Chris Brown in a in a bee suit. You gotta remember these beef. It's a bee furry onesie, one of those like ones you wear to pajama, as pajamas. He just beating the shit out of Rihanna, right? And once Rihanna died, right, and, and the, the the queen bee Rihanna, instantly just, you know, the bees just fled. The bees fled in a sign of retreat. Travis Scott got on the microphone while he, while he's in the corner, like. He said, I wanted to thank everybody for coming out to the show. Thank you for taking part in the Astral World festivities. And, and here's the thing. Chris Brown was like, he hit, he hit the, he hit the, and he went into a smoke and he was standing next to Drake at the time. And him and Drake both disappeared. We don't know what, we don't know what happened. Drake said on, later on social media that he beat up Chris Brown. Chris Brown said, I don't know what happened, but it, Drake had a little bit of a cut on his lip. Chris Brown had a little bit of a gash on his forehead. We don't know what happened that time. We don't know what happened. But, you know, everyone has there's two sides of the story. But three if you count what actually happened. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, Travis got, got on microphone, thanked everybody. He said, thank you for taking part in Astral World War Zone. This year was lit. Straight up. All right. Now join next year's festivities for the Astral World Armageddon. I promise you it's going to be better than ever. That's been the weekend show with Medium J, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I was at the concert, the Astral World War Zone. And uh, I've been sitting on this for a while. And I, I truly, I truly uh, felt like it was my time to come forward. And uh, 
I can't wait till next year because man, Ash, how can he? He said he's gonna top the next. He's next year. He's gonna top next year. So, I pre-ordered tickets, and you know your boy's gonna bring a couple of his friends, man. <laughs> I'm training right now, baby. Let's go.